Good evening, welcome to the Queen's Cast. Hi guys, I'm Georgie. I'm Hannah. And this week, we're on episode three. Ooh, episode three of the White Queen called The Storm. I can't believe we're on episode three. This is crazy. This was literally like an idea that we had a few weeks ago. Yeah. And we were suddenly just like, let's make a podcast. And now we're three episodes in and the plot is thickening on this show. Oh my goodness, guys, there's so much to talk about. So do you know what I feel like we're... So we've had rehearsals today... Just debrief on our day, Georgie. We've had rehearsals today. Yeah, so Hannah picked me up from my house at about 8.30 this morning. 8.30. Uh, it's currently 10 o'clock at night. We've been together all day. We went and saw a show. Shout out to Elf and Little Theatre's importance of being honest. You guys were really super talented. Fabulous job. It was Very amazing. Funny. But we also had rehearsal and then we came back and like acted like husband and wife doing our Sunday afternoon paper. We're very domestic. Yeah. And now it's 10.01 uh, Melbourne time, Eastern Standard, not Eastern Standard time. Where are we? Eastern Standard. Is it Eastern Standard time? Well, yeah. it's not going to matter to people listening, so. Oh, okay. Anyway, it's 10.01 and we're about to film, we not film, audio record. I have work tomorrow. Georgia, do you have work tomorrow? No, I don't. Oh, maybe I can call in sick tomorrow. Anyway. Let's jump into it. Um, so what's the episode called, Georgie? So it's called The Storm, and uh, it was directed by James Kent and written by Emma Frost again. Uh, so same duo for the first three episodes so far. These guys are a bit of a dream team, I'm feeling. They are. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how much longer that'll last with this show, but so far, so good. <laughs> guys, was that just a little bit of um, foreshadowing? Well, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page, so... <laughs> I think she's foreshadowing. Um, and yes. what's the episode about, Georgie? So after a rebellion by the Earl of Warwick results in the deaths of Elizabeth's father and brother, but fails to put George, Duke of Clarence, on the throne in Edward's place, an uneasy peace is concluded between Warwick and Edward. It lasts only a short time before they rebel again and are forced to flee to France. Their supporters in England, including the committed Lancastrian Margaret Beaufort, are left to face the consequences. Seeking vengeance for her father and brother's deaths, Elizabeth and her mother Jaquetta turn to the occult, with devastating consequences for Isabel Neville. There's just so much. There's just a lot. This episode is um, rife with... Strife. Rife with strife. <laughs> I think that's a really good tagline <laughs> for this episode. Yeah. So we open... Uh, at the Tower of London in 1469. 1469. So we've jumped forward a bit. Where did we end up? Uh, Edward was just being brought in. That's right. By Warwick. So let's just ass- let's assume that he's been there for a little while. Yeah, it seems yeah. so. But yeah, so we open up at the Tower uh, where Henry, uh, Mad Henry, is being held captive, supposedly in comfort. He doesn't look that much in comfort. Oh, well, he's like, he's getting a nice bath. He's still in a tower, though. He looks though. very uncomfortable. Like, he just looks re- like he's really confused about everything that's going on. And they yeah. think he's a threat. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I think it's not him that's a threat. I think it's, it's the people around him. It's someone else. Uh, but um, kudos to that actor building a whole character and doesn't have any dialogue. Yeah. Like, well, so far he hasn't had any dialogue. And he's just building this character for us. From, from a character that we've only heard things about. I think that's probably one of the hardest characters to portray. Yeah. Because he gets talked about before he gets introduced. And then mm. he gets introduced and he doesn't have any dialogue to set himself up with. He just has facial expressions and relying on the reputation of his character before he came in. So kudos to that actor. Kudos to him. Guys, the guard though is really hot. <laughs> I that was like my first note. Would like more of him. Ten out of ten. Would bang. Not surprised that you noticed that. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> um, 
Well, I've got to say, I don't know, I, I think it's so interesting with King Henry. Like, I sort of want to know what drove him mad. Like, how long has he been mad and how aware is he of what's going on? Yeah. Like, does he know that he's being held captive? It, does he know that does his wife Does he even know that there? he's the king? Like, does yeah. he even know that he's Henry anymore? Are we spo- I, f- I feel like we're supposed to assume that Margaret of Anjou drove him mad. Yeah. Okay. Um, just from the little hints, like, obviously, the story that's been given out to the public is that he went mad so she was ruling for him. Yeah. But could it have been a plot by her to send him mad so she could for rule sure, for him? Because sure. what we've heard of Margaret of Anjou is that she's a very cold, calculating woman and that she would do anything to get what she wants. But yeah, I would love to know why he's mad, how he went mad, how long he's been mad for. Yeah, exactly. Like, is it a very recent thing or has he been mad for years? Because he's the king that killed uh, Edward's father and, and brother. Yeah. He killed Edmund and the original York king. So was, was he mad when he did that or was he in his right mind? Yeah. Was he doing that on behalf of Margaret? Um, like did Margaret push him to do that like it's I've, there's a lot of intrigue around that exactly I'd love to see the before the three York boys came into power as well yeah it would have been nice if we'd seen a bit more of that earlier but at the same time I do like where they jumped in with the show but, yes absolutely um, but it does leave a lot of mystery which I don't think hurts well also I think that the other thing is that it is history so if we're curious we can read we can about just it just hop on the Wikipedia's like Georgie we- is right now so after that, we jump into uh, jump across to Edward being held Sorry, captive. Sorry, we're now in the Warwick house. Georgie likes her segways, guys. I just kind I like of go segways, on the fly because I just like to know what we're up to. I just go on the fly. We're a really Quick great recap team. So that the car- so that the listeners know where we're up to in the episode. She's giving me a lecture again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we're in Warwick Castle. Yes, where Edward is uh, very reluctantly being held captive. But he's so um, great at it. <laughs> it's just so interesting seeing the dynamic between Warwick and Edward it now is, that it is father and son like it's father and son like and it's also like big brother it's, it's yeah there's I think so it's many layers to it there's so many layers to their relationship and like at the end of the day Warwick's kidnapped his king yeah but the way they're speaking to each other is just like they're having another familial d- disagreement it's just I just love seeing Edward is so entitled you know mm-hmm. he's he's barely really bothered that he's being held captive he's just like I know I'm right yeah yeah you've stuffed up you don't realize how much you've stuffed up but you've stuffed up which is a fantastic contrast just jumping back to the first scene the way Elizabeth's taking his capture yeah like she's like he needs to be here with me because I think in Elizabeth's mind she she sees herself as Edward's protector now yeah but Edward's captive like captive and he's like I'm gonna put my feet up I don't give a shit whatever but yeah I'll I'll say what I was originally gonna say the delivery because I so far as much as I think the casting of the guy playing Edward is right Max is a wonderful Mm. casting some of his delivery of his dialogue can be a bit the same. Yeah. I do I do tend to find him sometimes he's just a bit stale, he's just one tone. But the way he delivered the no no I am your grace to you line yes. sent shivers down my spine. I was like, there we go. That's the King Edward that I've been because they keep talking about this great King yes. Edward and I haven't seen Max really acting it. I've seen him acting like a spoiled brat or yes. a player. Yeah. That was the first time I was like <clears throat> He was just he was almost in his element. Yeah. But I loved he was he was right too. Like I know that Warwick's big issue in this was you know you've given the rivers so much and you're you know you're giving the rivers everything and you know I'm getting nothing and he says the rivers are loyal to their king mm-hmm. they're doing their job mm-hmm. they're doing what they should be doing as and they've as never the done anything but what they should do they were Lancastrians yeah they turned and became Yorkists even before Elizabeth exactly was married Jaquetta said you might not like it but we are Yorks now this exactly. is a York house 
and then Elizabeth got married to them and they've just been loyal to their king because Edward's been kind to them. Exactly. And, and that's that's yeah. how he wins favour is because he's kind. Whereas Warwick, I feel like Warwick thinks you win favour by scheming and buying yes. people off and giving lands. Whereas I think Edward wins favour by just being kind to people. And I will say, I think the best part of that entire scene was Warwick's face dropping when Edward mentioned treason. The moment mm-hmm. that he said, you are committing treason. Mm-hmm. I think Warwick is starting to realise that he can't just... The breadth of what he's doing. Mm. Like, you cannot just kidnap the king. And I think Warwick's issue at the moment... Because it, it, it surprises me, because when we first meet Warwick, he seems so cold and calculating. Yeah. And yet now we're three episodes in, and it's been, you know, a few years. Elizabeth's popped out a couple of children. He's not calculating, any, calculating anymore. He's just rushing into decisions head-on and changing sides and changing tactics. Yeah. And you can tell that he's now just grasping at straws because yes. he's losing steam. Mm. He doesn't know what to do anymore. So he's just like when like a, like an, a wild animal's under attack. Yes. They just they just keep biting at random. They grab because he's scared. But it was ju- just his whole mannerism was so different in the scene. Like the moment, especially in the moment uh, like from treason onwards, his, his expression drops. He's all of a sudden uncertain. He knows that Edward has just won this little match. Yeah, this little verb- verbal sparring match. Yeah. Edward's come out on top. Yeah, I'm also. <laughs> Edward's sitting there and going, bring me my brother George. And he's got his eyes shut. He's just done. He's done with the whole thing. He's dismissed Warwick. He is the epitome of a spoilt child. Yeah. But at the same time, he's also like such a badass bitch in that scene. Because I was like, yeah, he is right. He he technically owned this castle. Yeah. He's given this castle probably to Warwick or his family mm. has or like, you know, and he has mm. the power to take it away like that. It might be called Warwick Castle, but yo, this is the king's land. Like, come on, mate. I think the only thing to remember in that is that, yes, Warwick is desperate and desperate men will go to a lot of lengths to get what they want. I think he's starting to realise yes he can't just kidnap the king but also he's going to have to go a lot further to get what he wants. Yeah. He's like maybe I maybe I don't just kidnap the king maybe I just slit his throat <laughs> right here and now. I just want a feminist Hannah coming out. Go for it. When she says that she's with Chai when, sorry when Izzy, Izzy comes into the room Izzy and Annie have been listening to the conversation. Yes. And Izzy comes into the room and Edward acts a little bit, a bit gross towards the girls, I must say. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, Izzy does say to her father, oh no, Annie says, someone says to Warwick that she's with a child. And immediately he goes, well, is it a boy? Warwick, not even you're that dumb. No. You've given birth to two girls, so first of all, calm down with this hoity-toity We're going to have a boy. But at the same time, like, how would, how would she know? But like, then again, you've got the contrast with Elizabeth later on. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Yes, we will touch on that as well. We'll bring in the lab. In, in that moment, I just saw he wasn't, he wasn't happy. He wasn't, yeah. it was his little, it was his little girl standing in front of him. And you have to have imagined that at one point in those little girls' life, Warwick must have picked them up and held them when they were little girls. And now they are props. And he turns around and without a beat, he says, is it a boy? And not only is that delivery fabulous by the actor, yes. <laughs> I just want to keep pointing out how amazing this actor is. So strong. But just for the character of Warwick, it's just like, you do not care about people anymore. You actually, he'd probably feed his own wife to some dogs if it meant that he could get the, the throne. I feel like she would get herself out of that situation though. She's... The Countess is pretty bad. She's up. she's pretty, but I just feel like at this point Warwick yes. would Warwick would probably burn yeah. his house down with his family and even make getting what he wanted. But it's also I think Isabel really seeing who her father is and realizing she's realizing in this episode that she is a pawn in their game. This is a, a big character building episode for Izzy. Yeah, I think one of my last notes is about Izzy. This is a mm. 
a big turning point for Izzy because yeah. we've seen cold and calculating Izzy in the last two episodes. Yeah. And we only really saw Izzy show a bit of vulnerability at the end of last episode where she did lose her yeah. virginity, basically was raped, and then she tried to comfort her husband. I'm using air quotes, husband, after he had sex. Again, air quotes. We saw some vulnerability, and so I think we're starting to see Izzy's transition, and we're also seeing Anne's transition. Yes. We're seeing them yes. go. They're almost parallel passing each other. It's I, very yeah, interesting. I really loved There was a lot of stuff in this scene with Anne literally shadowing Izzy. She's literally standing behind her. She's following her. She looks tiny compared to her, but she's very much shadowing her sister and I thought it's such a nice way to show like whether or not this was intentional with, with the blocking and directing or not but she's shadowing her she's trying to you know not become Izzy but well, she's following in her footsteps yeah. and she will follow in her footsteps in her case eventually just... Izzy can't do it anymore yeah. Anne realises that she'd be next but then it's such a good contrast to what we've seen with Anne so far in the yeah. first two episodes Anne's been so naive and sweet and she didn't want any of this and she just wants to be happy whereas yeah. Izzy was the cold and calculating one yeah. and now we're seeing Anne kind of go blank on the face and having that cold and calculating mm. Warwick come into her eyes yeah. whereas Izzy is she's pregnant and she's got a lot of hormones inside of her. Yeah. And she's not cold anymore. She's warm and she just wants... She doesn't want to be queen, whereas last episode, she did want to be queen. She was staring at the throne. Yes. This episode, she says, I do not want to be queen because yeah. she now understands what comes with being a monarch. And that line that Anne says at the end of that scene, you know, you may question him when you are queen. Mm. You know, Anne is already, she's becoming calculating. She's giving those like wise words for sister. She's, it's, it's like she's thinking, thinking the same thing for herself. Anne's starting to get it, whereas Izzy's yeah. starting to sort of, I feel, fade. <laughs> she's starting to she's lose starting it. She's starting to lose it. And that's, it's, it's very, that's a sad transition to watch, but it's it so is. interesting because their characters, they've almost literally changed character, which I loved. It's so interesting to watch. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then we move uh, my fave, Margaret. <laughs> I mean, her dress wasn't terrible. It wasn't. In that bit, it was actually like she looked pretty. She looked a bit young. Well, yes. Um, she did. And, you know, again, hair extension goals. She's so dumb. She's just... She's just... I've I, ne- I don't think I've ever wanted to slap a character as much as I want to slap Margaret Beaufort. And I didn't ever want to slap her this much in the book because at least in the book I was seeing it when I read The Red Queen, I was seeing it from her perspective. Yeah. I could kind of feel a bit of sympathy for her. When I watch it, I'm just like, I want to strangle you and throw you down a well. When it's done in contrast to the others, to it's the others. so obvious how, not irrational, but how different her thought process is, how different her beliefs are. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my my, my uh, notes, it's like, she is so entitled. Ugh. But Stafford. Stafford, I am loving more and told more. Told it like it was. Like he's, or A, he tried to give her some flowers, which she, she rebuffed. Yes. Which I was like, Margaret, come on. But he also but gave them to her with a bit of sass. He did. And he was just like to her, what, do you, do you know, I think I wrote the line down. You know, do you really know his will or is it just your will, Margaret? Yeah. Like, he's starting to actually question. And, and it's, that's a dangerous thing to say because he could be seen as blaspheming. Like, in those days, if somebody did cry out and say they heard the word of God, you're just like, okay. Because if you said, no, you didn't, someone would be like, oh, that's that's blasphemous. Yeah, exactly. So, like, she could call blaspheme on him and have him, like, you know, executed. Yeah. But he's saying to her face, like, is that really God's will or are you just pretending, aren't you? Yeah. So, like, he's um he's starting to bite back at her, which I like. Because I feel like so far she's run the marriage. So I, I like seeing him actually start holding her accountable for everything that he's done for her. And I also like that he called her out about Jasper. You know, he said, you know, you're married to me. Oh, Like, relax dude. that thirst, girl. I was like... You're not subtle. You are... You have a husband and you need to start acting like you have a husband. Like, you might not be happy about it, but 
he's it's not like he's bad to you. No. He doesn't rape you every night. He doesn't beat you. He gives you money. He gives you everything that you would need as a woman in that time. Exactly. Obviously, in this time, it's, you know, you don't really want your life to be run by a man. But mm-hmm. in the 1400s, she was in the best possible situation yeah. because she had a husband that was happy for her to just kind of do her. But then it must be so difficult for her knowing that, yes, she has everything in that sense, but then you've got Elizabeth who is married to a man who adores her, mm-hmm. who will fight for her, who mm-hmm. loves her, yeah. who she loves back. Yeah. So it's like you... It's like Isabel says later on, you know, you will never have what, what she has. Like, she yeah. has such an, a unique... Connection with her husband, yeah. which is really weird to see. I, I do feel a lot of... I feel very sorry for Stafford. Also... I've never seen someone eat an apple and I've never felt so, like, like so, in such an annoying manner. <laughs> She's just eating the apple and she looks so annoying and I was like, I just... And you just like... It was frustrating. It's like Rory Gilmore and Gilmore Girls when she eats. She, like, <laughs> eats, like, little tiny bits of things and it's just mm. like, I just want to punch you. Yeah, that's just the way that some people eat just makes you... And I think it's already because we're annoyed by her as a character. Yeah, and the considering <laughs> you know, she's eating an apple and walking around going, oh, you know, I wish I would, you know, would just be killed. The actress, and we've said it before, she yeah. delivers her dialogue like a boss. Yes. She is not afraid to do the ugly. She's not afraid to be the the female that doesn't get to to look pretty. And she is quite a like she. There's late later on in the episode. She has her hair out and yeah. she looks very feminine. She's a gorgeous woman, but she's not afraid to to play the ugly part. Yeah. And 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 sort of contort her body in an uglier way and contort her face and wear the ugly dress. Yeah. And I, I have uber respect for yes, that. Yes, for sure. For yeah. Sure. Uh, so then we jump to we go back to the Warwick Castle and we've got uh, Warwick and. George riding off to Parliament to kind of mm-hmm. try and convince Parliament, hey, you know, Edward, screw him, he is George. I have a lot of things to say about that. Um, and I just love that Ed is shouting from the window like a punished child. Yeah. He's just... He sounds so, again, our male lead is being painted so weirdly because on one hand I'm seeing, yes, we, we go back to Hannah's thoughts <laughs> on the male lead of the show, but on one hand we're getting strong, sexy Edward who fucks Elizabeth really well and he's got a really nice yes. bum. But then on the other side we get petulant child boy king Edward, which I love because we're getting that in, in for so long in, in like shows where it contains a king, they're afraid to show us like the king's not dark side but the king's like childlike side because a lot of those kings probably did act like big spoiled children because they never had to do anything for themselves exactly I like that we're seeing this side of a king I think it's interesting it's also interesting that you know you're not seeing him trying to escape at all no he's just he's fine with it I think he knows that ultimately he'll probably come out on the right mm-hmm. side. He's got That's enough. Because Edward is clever. He's clever and he's got faith in himself. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit cocky as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the disdain on George's face, though. Oh. When he turns back and he like he almost goes like square out, square up at him, and he's on a horse, oh. and he's just looking at his brother like there is a bad smell under his nose. And can we talk about this line? Because I had to quote it mm-hmm. and just. You've been no king since you dipped your wick in her. Mm. George, George, with the zingers. There are people in public standing around you. Like, have ladies, some manners. There are probably ladies around. Have some manners. George, don't care. I mean, I let out a big cackle when I... From George's side, think about it. He thinks he's about to be king. Yes. He's like, you know, he's ordered the coronation robes for his wife. Like, he's... He's about to sit on the throne and command the throne of England, which to them was the most powerful throne in all yeah. of the world. So he feels like he's in a very good place, and so he will shout those things at his brother, not thinking about later mm-hmm. how they could come back and bite him. Yes. Uh, yeah. Just, I just love the sibling banter going on there. Oh, it's... I, just think. I love it. 
I think it makes me forget that there are lives at stake. Yeah. When there's sibling banter, I'm just like, oh, they're just boys having fun. But then I remember, oh, they will execute each other at a yes. moment's notice. Yes. So, yeah, it's very interesting. What's next, Georgie? Next, we jump to Isabel and Annie. Mm. And they're discussing the possibility of Isabel becoming queen. They've mm. got the, uh, the coronation robes. Mm. Um, it's interesting. Anne still talks about Elizabeth with just almost like revere. Like mm. She's in awe. She's like, these are Elizabeths. Like, these are the queens. She thinks she's an angel. She's, you know, despite what she says later on, she's still in awe of the queen. And it's, I think it's such a nice contrast there. Because, again, we've still got Anne very excited about, like, the possibility of, you know, being close to the queen. And, and about Izzy being queen. And Isabel is having... None of it. Isabel's done. And also, let's just remember as well that Isabel is in the beginnings of pregnancy. Yes. So she's probably not feeling too well. That dress probably has a corset as well. I don't think they were very kind to pregnant women in terms of... (laughs) You still have to look presentable for your husband. Yeah. So she's just, like, she's probably emotional, hormonal, Mm. morning sick, everything probably smells, which brings me to she can smell the Queen's perfume. Yes on the the gown and you have to think about that from both sides like yes she's smelling the woman who thinks she thinks she'll replace but as well she's also pregnant so like it's a perfume and it probably just makes her feel so sick and she now has to be in the room with it and like from a woman's side we have like we have to remember that Izzy is so probably so uncomfortable right now oh for sure I think if I've got here like you know in my notes she's you know, she's already skeptical I think she's starting to see the reality of, of this chessboard that her father has placed her on mm-hmm. and Anne has so much trust in her father at this point you know she's she listens to him she she believes him when he says all these things but Isabel points out they said they were going to follow Edward. They said literally not that long, a couple of years ago, they said, we said that Edward was the rightful king. Yeah. Um, they followed him and now all of a sudden they're switching to George. Yeah, yeah. And I, I do see, I, I have a note here that I've said we, we're seeing Izzy's descent into ruin and we're seeing Anne's, the beginning of Anne, seeing what power could be like. Yeah. So we're kind of seeing the beginnings of what will eventually become one of our three queens. Yes. Um, and Izzy's eventual descent into ruin um and it's very sad to watch because she's such a formidable figure in the first episode that seeing her like this is very it's very hard as an audience member Mm. because i like i I know in the first episode i didn't really like izzy as a character yeah but you you do come to care for her you do come to love her you do come to understand why she's doing what she's doing you do yeah so seeing her in this position is really really difficult um but i wrote down a line um we are but pieces on the board annie oh that was so heartbreaking and will you mentioned this line we'll never be who she is we'll never have what she has even though izzy's being given a Mm. queenship she understands that elizabeth got to be queen because she married the man that she loves yeah izzy's going to be queen because she was forced into a marriage with a man that doesn't love her and she's being used as a chess piece yeah, um, but I, again, I, I want to jump back to Anne as well because I I mean, I've always had a soft spot for Anne and mm-hmm. I have one right through to the end of the series. She's one of my favourite characters. And watching the way that she not only, you know, still trusts her father, but she also is starting to get that mm. um, calculating attitude. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, she looks at Isabel and says, we did not like her. We never did. Oh. And I thought, yes, you did. I we actually saw you. We, we just watched the episode and, and Georgie let out like a little, yes, you did. <laughs> like, yeah. she's just so incensed, but it's true because not... Not an episode ago, Anne was saying she's so beautiful. And she said, long live the queen. Mm -hmm. And Isabel said to her, shush. Mm-hmm. And here's Anne going, you know, we never liked her. We mm-hmm. didn't like her. I'm thinking, yes, you did. You admired her. You just picked up her gown and said it's Elizabeth's gown. Yeah. And now you're going, oh, no, no, we don't like her. We, don't, we never liked her. Yeah. But she's, um, but you can already see that she is definitely Warwick's daughter. 
Because the episode before, we were both like, nah, Izzy's Warwick's daughter, Anne's a, mm. bit of a, Anne's a bit of a dolt. But now we're seeing, oof, Anne is very clever. I think it also helps that Anne is watching what's happening with Isabel. She's seeing how Isabel's reactions are being viewed by Warwick. And she's going, well, I don't want that fate for myself. Mm-hmm. I need to step up and be clever and be what Isabel can't be right now. Yeah, yeah. And but, oh, interesting just, grasp yeah. for, for Daddy's favour mm-hmm. as well. <laughs> but she does, she loves Izzy. And she does, yeah. you can see that what's happening to Izzy is hurting her a lot. So then we jump to uh, the Parliament having a little argument um, while Edward and Elizabeth wait their fate and Isabel tries on some coronation robes. And can I just say, Isabel is like, sw- she's swimming in those robes. They just look big and uh, she looks like a little girl trying she's on. She's tiny, isn't she? Yeah. She's so tiny. She looks out of place. Yeah. She does not look like she's ready to be queen. And it's in attitude as well. She's mm. hunched. She doesn't want to be there. Um, but do you know what I love? Whenever they have, in this show, it's so feminist where they do that. Whenever they have a room full of men speaking, it's, um, they overlay it with music. Yes. Yes. But then when we have a room full of women speaking, we listen very carefully to what yes. each of the women says. And um, I think that's, well, obviously it's a show about the queens. And I like that they've made that obvious choice that okay cool this is a room full of men speaking that's not what the show is about we'll listen to a couple of pieces people's pieces of dialogue we'll focus on george's face but we're not actually going to let all of the men have their turn to speak that's the thing if this was another show that would be such a big scene that would be a huge scene it's a very important moment it's, mm-hmm. it's when they're deciding whether edward's still going to be king or not yeah we're not focusing on it we're focusing on the girls which exactly this show is a feminist icon show like i just think yes. it's it's really ticking all the boxes for me in that we don't have to focus on what the men say. It's more important on what's happening with the women in this series. Exactly. Yeah. Um, um, and but I, I did say um, I liked seeing that little quick quick moment of Richard standing up to George. I was like, thank you, good boy. Shout back I to wrote in capital letters, Richard Baby Angel Pie. He is so gorgeous. I wrote, you have a soul. George yeah. does not. That doesn't surprise George anyone. just sits there with his head, with his, his, his chin kind of in his hand. He's just letting Warwick do the talking for him. You know, just give everyone, like, a disdainful look every so often. Yeah. And Richard's just like, this isn't, like, right. And I, I like that we're seeing that Richard is loyal. Yes. Um, I do like... I, I like what we're seeing of Richard so far. Yeah. Um, I do love that when they go back to, to Edward to let him know what's happened, mm. and Edward says to them, you know, you'll have to either, you know, free me or kill me here. George waits maybe... a a millisecond before he just grabs his knife. I'm like, what are you planning? Were you planning to slit his throat there and then in the mm-hmm. middle of Warwick Castle? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, yes, he was. And then Warwick's reaction is just, George. Yeah, you didn't say that something, but I just want to go back for a second. I'd, yeah. I'd seen it that I forgot. Um, In Parliament, Warwick yes. has waltzed into Parliament saying, I have kidnapped the king. Yeah. I want to know how he's been allowed to get away with this. He literally has the king captive. So where's, where's the, why hasn't someone arrested him? Because Cecily's already disowned him, remember? Hasn't she? Has Cecily disowned him yet? I know she was planning to. Did she last episode? Did she pull through? But still, like, he's still the but anointed still, yes. king. Like, he still was kind even whether Cecily disowned him or not, he still has the crown on his head. He still got sworn in. He's, he got, he had his coronation. He has a parliament under him. So why, I just don't understand it. They're just all so cavalier about Warwick capturing the king. Because the parliament would also be angry that they're probably losing favours to the rivers. But it also shows how fragile this monarchy is. Because if you imagine, um, say for example, if it was in Henry VIII's time and someone kidnapped Henry VIII, they'd lose their head straight away. Yeah. Think about like, even like France, someone kidnapped... Um, whoever Francis's father was, 
they'd lose their head. But this is before all of that because this yeah. is still when England was a little bit colonised a little bit. Like, it wasn't... It hadn't so been decolonised. Yeah, in turmoil. It, yeah. it was in turmoil. And, and the fact that they're... That's my point. Like, that you can see how fragile the crown is. They do not care that their king has been kidnapped. No one gives to... Even today, if one of the monarch mm. royal family got kidnapped. You know, like... I mean, if you think about it, King Henry is still technically possibly maybe a king like he's sort of been overthrown now by edward but he he's held captive and no one in the court seems to really care about that exactly like they you, him for how long? it's just um it's just so obvious how fragile the whole yeah. monarchy system in england is and even under edward's rule it's still fragile the fact that he can be kidnapped by his own uncle or his own cousin and nobody bats an eyelid and, and the kidnapper is just allowed to walk into parliament yeah. without just being shot down with an arrow or something. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's amazing how he's in a room full of men who are supposed to be following Edward and he's like, yeah. I have the king captive. I am the king capture. You have to wonder what his opening line when he walked in was. <laughs> just... So guys, I kidnapped the king. Are we cool? But it's totes fine. I've got another one. His name's George. George say something nice. And George says, ah. That's enough. Cool, yeah. great. Well, let's move on. They're like, we don't want him to say too much because we know he'll insult someone. Most likely everyone. And that's yeah. probably how it went down, guys. Guys, scenes with Georgie and Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> we are writers. Um, but it's just, again, it just shows how, how Warwick's fucked up so bad that Edward is, again, so chill about it. He's like, cool, well, you either kill me or you let me go. Yeah. Which one would you prefer? And he, he doesn't even, like... He does not flinch. Even when George comes at him, he doesn't flinch. He's like, you're not really going to kill me. Or he's even like, I think he's even thinking either George won't really kill me or Warwick won't let George kill me. I'm going out of here with my life. I mean, he gets pretty close to him. Like, Warwick doesn't really do much besides stand there and go, George. Like a small... Like they are two schoolboys. Like he's teaching them how to sword fight. Exactly. And George has pulled a dirty move and Warwick's just like, George... Come and I was like, I, I don't think that George would have actually killed him there and then. I think George probably would have, like, held the, the knife to his throat and threatened mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Until Warwick had said, would say to him, you know, down, boy. <laughs> hop, <laughs> hop to it. Um, but Edward's just, Eddie's so chill. Eddie boy. He knows he'll um, be fine. Yeah. Warwick, you're done fucked up. Yeah, you you're, did. You're, you're, you're not pulling any punches. You're really blowing up everything here. Um, so what do we see next? Well, next we've got a little uh, moment with the Warwick ladies. Yes. We've got Anne rocking those robes. You watch her. She walks. She puts. She pops the coronation robes on. And she changes. She changes. Her chin lifts. Mm. She's got that little pout that suddenly slips up her lips. Mm. She's imagining herself as queen. I think in that moment, it's such a small moment. There's not a lot of focus on it. But mm. in that exact moment, I thought she is ready to do what it takes. Yeah. In that exact second. I mean, when I first watched this show, because I, I only knew the stories of Elizabeth and I only mm. knew the story of Margaret Beaufort. I didn't actually know anything about the Kingmaker's Daughters. So I was actually quite surprised when they became main characters. I just thought they'd be like bit characters. Yeah. And I think that was one of the moments where I was like, oh wait, is she going to be one of the queens? Like, I couldn't understand because I just thought it was about, well, I originally just thought it was about Elizabeth. And then when yeah. Margaret came into it, I was like quite surprised. And then when I think uh, after this episode, I was like, oh, wait, is Anne quite important? And then I remember like, I went and like Googled it and I was like, oh, it's about the three of them. But I yeah. think, 
as an audience member who hadn't read the, any of the books except for Red Queen, yeah. it was quite a satisfying moment because I was like, it's when you realise that this character's the main yeah. character. Yeah. And it's quite like, oh, okay, they're not just a big character. They're actually, I can invest something in them. And it's nice because you see, just earlier on, you know, Isabel had said, you know, I, you know there'll be three queens. I don't want to be the third queen. Anne isn't thinking that. Anne's thinking, yeah, there'll be three queens. I'm going to be one of them. Yeah. And it's just such a little contrast. And then, of course, my mother walks in and says, get those robes off. Oh, and I think... In that moment, Lady Warwick has just realised what they've got themselves into. And I think I can see Lady Warwick's um, disillusionment with her husband start to come in yeah. and start to sneak in later in the episode as well. Yeah. Um, it's it's quite sad the way it happens. But Lady Warwick is definitely realising we've backed the wrong horse. Yes, the Countess uh, knows what's up. She's, she's backed the wrong horse. Meanwhile, Izzy knows that her time is slowly running out. Mm-hmm. Or quickly running out, rather. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. Uh, running out of time there. Um, and then Parliament decides they can't overthrow Ed. Surprise. So he gets released. Mm-hmm. Uh, good on him. Yeah. Good boy. Good boy. What's the line? What does he say? Warwick let me out for exercise so he could save his pride. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Um, but that Edward comes back to Elizabeth and we get a really lovely reunion. Lovely reunion. Beautiful music swelling. Yeah. Uh, the way they kiss. I, I love watching them kiss. I think it's so beautiful. They're so in love. Yeah. And you still feel that. And like, yeah, we're only three episodes in, but also... But in their like, world, it's been, it's been a number years. of years. Yeah. Elizabeth's popped out a few children. She still looks amazing. If it's 69, hang on, when did we start? 69. We started in 64 or 65. Yeah. So it's been like... 64. So yeah. there's a couple of kids in that it's time. It's been five years. Um, And most kings in this time would have taken a mistress. And we haven't really seen any whispers of, of a mistress with Edward yet. Mm, um, it might come. But yet. He's been busy. <laughs> he has been busy. But um, we just... I love seeing her in love. They still are with each other. Um, I love seeing his little reunion with the Rivers family afterwards as well you know they're he they're part of his family too I feel like he really yeah. accepts them and I feel like he trusts them as he well. does you know, they're, they're all sort of uh, together and they're drinking together and uh, Anthony seems very happy bless him Christmas um, Prince the Christmas Prince good old Christmas Prince Anthony but there is a small downer in that little reunion because Ed reveals he's not punishing Warwick for the deaths I of John and Papa Rivers and I'm mad about it so angry I'm so upset and also just the way he's um he was really dismissive about it. Yeah. He didn't say sorry to like Elizabeth, I understand he can be a little bit more cavalier with her because at the end of the day they're gonna get to have like a moment later where he might be able to apologize to her in private. Mm. But when you've got the mother and the wife of the people that you you, you your advisor or your your cousin killed yeah. in front of you, Jaquetta, the matriarch of this family, and you're telling her to her face, I'm letting the killer of your husband and your son go yeah Jaquetta who's been nothing but kind to everyone Mm. so far that was heartbreaking and that that candle lighting was so like ominous too Mm -hmm. it was just the way the lighting it was almost like we're seeing Elizabeth confronted with a villain Mm mhm Again, interesting for your male lead. Georgie's coming round. Slowly, slowly. Um, it is an interesting position for the male mm. lead because I'm just getting so torn. Do I love Edward? Do I hate Edward? Or am I just understanding that uh, men are flawed? <laughs> yeah. And and this is just what a man's going to behave like because at the end of the day, he's a king and he has to think strategically. That's the thing. He has to be practical. He does it. And whilst I don't agree, I don't understand either. I know what he's doing. Yeah, um, I get it. I understand mm-hmm. he wants to keep the peace, and we know that that's what makes him a good ruler, is that he's very smart. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but God, I was annoyed. Um, yeah, it was very. Yeah. Mm, I can just imagine if I'd been in that room, I would have been like, Edward, let's have a discussion <laughs> with my sword out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, was not happy. But, um, that, you know, he's the king, it's his choice, and he'll do, as we will see, he will do what he's going to do. Yeah. Speaking of people who aren't happy, <laughs> Stafford is not happy with Margaret. Stafford's pissed. Stafford's pissed because Margaret. And do you know what? Just. He has a reason to be. Oh, yeah. You little... I I was so mad at her. He's given... I've said, Margaret keeps you safe. He's been doing literally everything for you. I get that it's not the most ideal of situations because a man is is controlling your life, basically. But you were put in this situation, not by Stafford. Stafford probably at some point didn't want to marry her either. Yeah. But she was presented to him as a wife. She's a lady of title and he thought, yep, great. She literally went behind his back, not only wrote to the people that were starting trying to start a rebellion, but got one of her husband's titles. Either st- it was he passed passed over for it or something. He was passed over. It um it went so the Earl of Wiltshire went to his uh brother. A title that he is entitled to. Yeah. As for someone who lo- in her entitles her Um, last episode, Margaret was soaking about her son getting the Earl of Richmond stripped away from him, mm. and she's just done the same thing to her husband. Yeah. By being sneaky and idiotic, basically. Yeah. Um, and all because yeah, she sneakily wrote to George. Um, what did she think that was going to achieve? Also, don't write to George. Write to Warwick. George probably yeah. can't read. <laughs> season and it's just like I can just imagine him like with like a pair of spectacles just like yes I now someone told me what these all meant one day but I did fall asleep in that lesson so Warwick yes do help (laughs) um dick move dick move yeah she has stuffed up um Mm -hmm. not the first time not the last time Mm. um Mm -hmm. but moving on we have Christmas that blue dress the blue velvet dress. I love it. Um, it just billows out around her. And the way it sits on her shoulders, and again, how simple it is. She does not Lizzie need to be adorned yeah. with jewels or anything. She just needs her hair and a plait and that gorgeous dress. And it's always nice comparing her to the Warwicks. Because we see the Warwicks return to court. Um, and, yeah, again, those girls look so glamorous compared to Elizabeth. But she still looks beautiful. She still but, outshines but, them. Yeah. Um, um, I did love the way that Edward greeted... Uh, Edward greeted the boys. Mm. Um, it was so cold and calculating. There was like he's, he's presenting himself. He's like, "Ah, oh, yes, my brother. You're yeah. Warwick, you are here." But like, I'm tolerating your presence, and if I snap my fingers, you will dance. Those like, hugs were not warm hugs. No, no, no. They were like, "I've got a knife in my hand, and I'm ready to stab you." Hugs. There was like almost a snarl on Edward's face as he was hugging. It's almost like when when you see two girls out in public that you know hate each other, but they do like the the kiss on the cheek yeah. where their cheeks aren't actually mean they're just like oh yeah Mwah. oh hi um, that's also, what it was like I'm pretty sure that George hates hugs because he just looked miserable <laughs> you did say that yeah you did <laughs> he looked miserable like that awkward friend that can't hug <laughs> he can't hug and also like he's probably a bit terrified of Edward at this point because yeah. he's just tried to overthrow his brother I also think George has intimacy issues <laughs> probably yeah um, fucked his wife once Oh, got her pregnant so he's done I mean, good job, you know. I mean, case. well done. Yeah. Fast swimmers. Um, but, um, yeah, he probably thinks that at any moment Edward could just slit my throat. Mm. Um, and you've also got Isabel worried about Liz hating her, Elizabeth. Um, mm. Fair enough. 
And meanwhile, you know, she's saying, you know, it's okay, we'll try and... I think, I think Anne says we'll keep out of her way. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, Elizabeth's watching them arrive going, great, I'll keep them close. I'll make them my ladies-in-waiting so my curse works. Mm-hmm. Because obviously she's placed uh, earlier on. Uh, was again. it last episode or the episode before? Uh, no, it was last episode. Last episode. episode two. Um, um, against George, George and, and Warwick. Yeah. That they'll die for killing her brother and her father. Yeah. And she now carries it in her locket, which we see... Not necessarily that they'll die, but that they'll be cursed. They'll be cursed. And um, we see her very often rubbing the locket between her fingers, yes. as almost as though she's trying to make the curse work. Yeah. And this is not the first time we see um, the Rivers women laying curses on people. No. So, um, their way of magic is very, very interesting. Yes. Um, but I loved that scene where the Warwick ladies addressed Elizabeth and Jaquetta. It was so, again, ominous, having Elizabeth like in the dark with that mm-hmm. light sort of just shining through from the mm-hmm. window, but she sits just out of it. Mm-hmm. So they have to, you know, lean forward to even be able to see her properly. Mm-hmm. And she she just sits there. She's calm. That close-up of her, she's powerful. She knows it. You know, she says to them, all of you would dance to whatever, tune, whatever tune I sing. Yeah, I wrote that line down as well. Um, that was... I, I felt very bad for Izzy because she's yeah. literally, at this point, she is an enemy only by circumstance. Yeah. She's an enemy because she married George. And she's an enemy because she's Warwick's daughter. She's not doing anything to encourage yeah. any bad will on her. She's just mm. an enemy by what she is. Yes. Whereas Anne at this point is maybe being like a little bit devious, a little bit sneaky. Izzy yeah. doesn't want a bar of it, but Izzy doesn't have a choice. And it, ma- it makes me really sad for Izzy again. Yeah. Um, then we have the court in celebration for Christmas. Court's weird. It's weird. There's just like jesters, and I'm like, are we still in mourning or are we not in yeah, mourning? Yeah, it's just a weird place. I just like, um, yeah. Poor Anthony looks so guilty about having fun for a moment. You know, Isabel catches him in a. He's so not pure. Isabel. Elizabeth catches him having fun, and he's like, oh, uh, do, do you, you want to dance? <laughs> and oh, and we also have like Rich trying to bond with Elizabeth. I thought it was really sweet in the background. There's a moment oh, when they were talking. He talks to her, and I <laughs> do like that we are seeing a little bit of relationship there with Richard yeah. and Elizabeth. Especially because it's such, with only a few episodes, like it's a mini-series, there isn't a lot of time for those kind of conversations, so I like they're giving us those moments, even in the background, you see that, yes, they are connecting, and that yeah. like, they did have some kind of dynamic. And it is nice um, to see as well a male-female relationship that isn't uh, brother, father, or wife. Yes. It's it's actually just like a male, fi- at this point, yes. obviously later, we know what happens, but at this point, it is a male-female friendship, and you can see that Elizabeth respects Richard, and Richard respects Elizabeth. And such a nice contrast to, like, George later on. Oh, um, the, the sass. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also have, <laughs> surprise, surprise to no one, uh, the most extra costume of the episode. Goes uh, to Cecily. Cecily's that headdress. Headdress. It's just iconic. As soon as the camera panned her, I was like... Because at first... Um, we both had a reaction to that. When we saw... Um, uh, Countess Warwick riding up it looked like she was wearing a type of crown Yeah. and I was almost going to make a comment about that but then the camera fucking focused on Cecily and I was like oh okay there we go there's the there's the headdress of the episode she does not know how to be subtle and I think she's doing it deliberately she's like I get, I'm coming back to court yes well she was invited by her son George <laughs> mm-hmm. so and um, we have little uh, Thomas is all grown up so gorgeous 
Love and him. he protects his mama. He does. He's a good boy. And it must be hard for them. Like, their, for their sure. father died and now their mum's married to a king. Like, it, it would make you feel like your father wasn't good enough <laughs> if your mum went and married a king after your father died. I want to see more of Edward and the boys because, like, they're old enough to yeah, have an interaction with him. And they're like, men they're, now. And they've grown up with him at this point. Like, mm-hmm. they've spent... They've they probably view him a little bit as father. For sure. Um, so, yeah, I, I would love to see some some Edward and, and boys interaction. Yeah. But um, they are they are gorgeous. Yeah. And the, the two young boys playing them are just gorgeous looking boys. Yeah. Um, and just the way that they stand in front of their mum. Mm. I think that's so pure. Um, also, that little, the little scene with Warwick and Elizabeth, um, you know, when she said and um, she knows that, she, that he plots against the king... And he gave that tiny little eyebrow raise. And it was so subtle. Again, that actor is phenomenal. Because that eyebrow raise said so much. It was like him saying to her, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. He's like, I put the king where he is. Mm-hmm. I can take it away from him whenever I want. Except when he tried to. <laughs> yeah. Except when I fucked up that one time. <laughs> Maybe I should just be a bit more clever with my plans. But next time. Next time. I got this. Um, and then we had a really cute little domestic moment with Elizabeth and Edward. You know, Edward's doing his papers. He's and she comes in and he he's granting favors and doing his land. And then she just walks in and she's got her, her little goblet. She's just leaning there having a chat with him and they're having a discussion. And I just they felt like equals in that. I scene. like when we see, especially in shows like this, where so many times you see the men and women on ceremony with each other, mm. and you see like women having to respect their husbands and you know they yeah. bow to their king. I like seeing moments of domesticity because you don't usually see it with the royal couples. You see there is a clear divide between he is king, I am queen, I belong to him. Like you you actually with Elizabeth and Edward you actually see the family side of them being domestic as well as them being a royal couple, mm. which I do enjoy. And it's not so much I think that they're ruling together because he's very much the king. Oh, absolutely. But I like that he I don't know there's just this comfortable air between the two of them, mm. even when she's still a little bit annoyed at him. They're comfortable, and he trusts her, he confides in her. Their marriage by this point is a practice dance, which they know how to dance it now. Yes. Um, Which I I do. And the two actors have exceptional chemistry. They do. Exceptional. Mm. But um, Lizzie, Elizabeth, sorry, knows how to give someone a look of disgust. Oh, she does. The way she looks at Cecily and Warwick with her nose turned up and her brow furrowed, she's mm. just got the look down. When we were talking about the, the Warwick women being so overdressed and then Warwick walks in and that tunic... That golden green one, he is so extra. He is. His costumes are so extra, almost as extra as his wife's. Like, it's wonderful. Oh, and then we have uh, Elizabeth goes to her mother. She knows that um, that Isabel is pregnant. Mm -hmm. There's a good chance that it's going to be a boy. Uh, I don't don't know there's good chances. It's 50-50, mate, but sure, Warwick, tell yourself whatever you want. Yep. Warwick's like, it's totally a boy. Yep. I got the power. And Elizabeth goes to her mother and says, I have to have a son. And Jaquetta just knows what to do. Jaquetta does not flinch. She's just so hilariously confident about everything. She just yeah. nods. Yep. Okay. Time to go. I'll do that. Chuck some threads in a river and pull some stuff out. Yep. Which they do. They do. They pull out a little baby spoon with the name Edward on it that uh, Jaquetta clearly placed. crafted. <laughs> yes. And I just wanted to yell at Elizabeth. What's the spoon going to get you pregnant, babe? Yeah. I think you'll find a penis needs to do that. Mm. And she starts crying. She's like, I'm going to have a baby boy called Eddie. It's like, no, you're not pregnant yet. You're not pregnant yet. Uh, also, Jaquetta probably placed that 
very wisely yeah. amongst them. It's like, yeah, she didn't know which thud she'd pull in, but like Jaquetta would have picked the spoon yeah. and gone, yeah, great, yeah. that would be great. So this is, I think, when we start to see, because in the last two episodes, Elizabeth doesn't believe in the magic. She only starts to get the sight later on in the first episode. She doesn't really she's very reluctant. rely on it as much as her mother. In this episode, she's like, we start to see her kind of dive into it a bit more, but maybe not in a way that Jaquetta would want. Yes. She's starting to use it in a way that I don't think Jaquetta starts to agree with. Yeah. Which we see a bit later, but we do see this is a very transitional episode it for a lot is. of the characters. We're seeing a lot of characters transition into what they'll eventually become. Yes. Which I love. Yes. Which some in some series transitional episodes of the weaker links, but I think in this series we need these transitional episodes, especially it's very early when there's on only too. ten episodes. I mean this is quite early still, like it's episode third episode, three. yeah, yeah. Um so but yes. We're seeing Lizzie transition into something that maybe the audience won't agree with eventually, mm. which I like because that's a really interesting, again, an interesting way to position your female heroine. And I'm ready for another great segue. Speaking of not agreeing with her, <laughs> she goes, grabs her hubby and says, you know, it's time for bed. And we see little Annie as her new lady-in-waiting uh, sort of gets a bit of torture and it's yeah. really uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so, so what happens, Georgie? Explain the scene. So, first of all, Anne is having a little sneaky look at the jewels. Why wouldn't you? You're in the Queen's room. You're in there. We know that she's sort of getting a bit thirsty for the crown. Um, she's such a little gremlin in this episode. She is. But, to be fair, this is a really uncomfortable moment. Um, and Elizabeth and Edward pop into the bedroom. They're ready for some sexy times. Anne gets ready to leave. And Elizabeth says, you will wait. Mm. She gets her to undress mm. her for her. Edward and Elizabeth are just making out. Edward tells Anne to hurry up. Anne is so uncomfortable. She's so small and naive and has possibly, I mean, her parents don't look that in love. She's probably never seen someone kiss before. She's very uncomfortable. And she's forced to basically watch them make love while she gets thrown their clothes. From a feminist point of view, I got really mad at Elizabeth because Elizabeth understands what it's like to be a woman in this world. Yeah. And she basically willingly tortured her lady-in-waiting and then let her husband torture her lady-in-waiting. Yeah. You know, I when I first watched it, I was like, they're not going to fucking like, get her to do anything, are they? I was like, are they, <laughs> are they about to like... And then she left the room and I was like, thank God. Because I genuinely got worried in that moment. That I was like, are they going to rape Anne? Oh, and then I was God, like, no. no way, they won't go that far. But I was really mad at Elizabeth. I was like, she's... A She's a fellow female. I mean, it's not really, not, not really where you can uh, fix that because you're 100% right. As, as a female, it was so frustrating to watch. I understood why she was doing it. I know mm-hmm. she was trying to get back at the Warwicks, but at the same time, it's like Anne didn't do anything. Wrong way Anne, to go about it. Again, Anne she's, has an, not she's done an enemy anything. by circumstance. Exactly. She's not done anything and herself. Elizabeth should know what it means yes. to be an enemy by circumstance. Her lands were taken away from her because of who her husband was. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I think Elizabeth's gotten a little bit too comfortable in her queen position. And um, I think that's the first time we start to see Aunt Elizabeth maybe take advantage of people. Yeah, and it's, it's just upsetting to watch. Um, but then we do see... But the way... I'm sorry, the way yeah. Edward pushed Elizabeth onto the bed, when he was, like, kneeling above her and he was, like, pushing and I was like, I'm sorry, I know I'm disgusted by what I just saw, but I'm also like... Yeah. He's very sexy. Very sexy. Yeah. It was very conflicting. I was like, oof, and then I was like, oh, mm. and then I was like, oof, and then I just had to... And then like, I was like, bum, boobs, oh, Anne, I'm so sorry, but... Mm. I know, yeah. Anne just sort of kept her head down. I was like, girl, take a quick Take a peek. Take a peek. Like, he's a, he's a good-looking king. Like, he's, take a peek at his body. She's yeah. cute too. Um, and then we had Anne runs to daddy. Oh, that, this was quite a, a sweet-ish moment. I thought it was nice because it really showed, again, that 
she's becoming her father's daughter more and more. And I appreciated the fact that we had a bit of a, a, one of the first moments of Warwick being a father. He sat, she sat on his knee. She sat on his lap and she cried to her father. She was uncomfortable and upset and he comforted her. Mm-hmm. And he was very gentle with her mm-hmm. and soft, but he was also... Um, can we talk about the foreshadowing? Mm. You shall have your moment in the light. Yes. What is to happen? We will have what we're owed. Yeah. Warwick, you will. You will have what you're owed. Oh, God, Warwick. Um, but little Annie, we see little Annie come back. We see little Annie from the last two episodes. Yeah, we haven't yeah. seen a lot of little Annie, but we see her and she says, I'll have Richard. She just wants Richard. And then he's like, no, no, we're done with no. them. Also interesting to see how quickly... Warwick has moved on. He's already mm-hmm. plot, he's plotting something else already. He's had maybe a couple of beats to to be sad about the fact that he's lost, and he's moving on. But he's then ditched, you wonder, he's ditched Isabel already. There's no talk of Isabel here. Does Warwick just have like a list of backup plans? Okay, cool. Get the three sons of York onto the throne. As soon as they start to disobey me, get something else. As soon as they start to disobey me, I'll get something else. Like, does it or does he just come up with these things on the fly? I think it's whatever is going to get him mm-hmm. power and acclaim. Mm. Um, he wants to be in the line of succession. Yeah. That's what they all want. Yeah. And when kings change the line of succession, it pisses people off. And not really a mention of Isabel at all in here, or George. Like, he's, I mean, yes, he was with George in the beginning there, but George has left the, you know, he's left the room. He's kind of left Warwick's thoughts. Yeah, George is, um, George is done in, in the Warwick's, I think. In that moment, I do understand why Annie did get, go against the queen. I, I, I felt... Which is another really good thing this series does. It doesn't just make us feel sympathy for our protagonist. It makes us feel sympathy for everyone. We've got multiple protagonists. We've got multiple protagonists. But in that moment, I was like, I felt like, I understand why she'd she'd feed into her father's, you know, want for power and revenge because she's now seen her side to the queen that she... And it, it also must have been really hard because Annie was idolising the Queen yeah. not moments ago and now she's the Queen's been so cruel to her and she probably was running away thinking, I idolised you. Yeah. I, I thought you were amazing. I, I called you beautiful. I said, long live the Queen. And you just almost sexually harassed me. Yeah. I, I get where Annie's coming from. Let's move on. Let's move on. We have, oh no, another uprising surprise. Oh look, what a surprise. I literally wrote the same note. Another <laughs> uprising. Yeah. And we have a potential threat of the Bad Queen. Again, mm, another mention. A whisper of the Bad Queen. Whisper of the Bad Queen. But they're starting to get more and more. So I think West... She's getting closer. I, she's getting... Well, I, yeah, I think the series is... I think the series is trying to tell us that the character's getting closer to being uh-huh. introduced. But as well, like, you know, just in the world of the show. Yeah. Margaret of Anjou is... is coming back but i just love that Paul elizabeth's plan backfires so spectacularly you know she's like she tells edward that she's pregnant and she thinks it'll be a boy she's like great this will keep him close and he's like great another reason to go and fight for my you know my, my crown yeah cool, bye. she um she fucked up yeah you done fucked up um and he's also so cocky you know the moment he finds out it might be a boy he's like huh, we'll call it edward I'm like that's uh, there's other names okay eddie boy there are other names than edward and richard george Henry. There's <laughs> Henry. Edward Richard George Henry. Um, But also a, a line that I wrote down, huh, would you pry into a woman's mystery? <laughs> that just sums up the entire fucking series. <laughs> but also very funny that, you know, she says, you know, I think it's a boy, and he believes her. Meanwhile, you've got Isabel telling her father, I don't know how I can tell a gender, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Just nice a different little, level of respect for nice the women in their yeah, lives. Yeah. Contrast. But they're just like, that That should be the friggin' tagline for the series. Would you pry no. into a woman's mystery? Right. You should never. <laughs> I also love that uh, we've got a little pet name, uh, My Little Queen of Mistrust. He calls her at one point, and I thought that was just so sweet. 
It sounds I so if sweet. We like murders that in the bedroom. But it's also just so accurate. Like mm-hmm. Elizabeth does not know the meaning of trust. But the yellow dress that she's she's she wears, I feel like that's become a big symbol of her. Yeah. And who she is. She wears that yellow dress a lot. She wears a lot of like yellow in that yeah. warm tone. Yeah. And I think that's just become a symbol of the the type of queen that she is. She's yeah. the warm queen, the light yes. queen. She's she brings sunlight and warmth. Sunshine. And then we have the Warwick's preparing for the uprising as well. Mm. Um and we've got Isabel's pregnant. The baby is coming along. I mean, we know she's pregnant, but the baby is moving along, mm-hmm. uh, which is exciting. So it means that some time has passed. They really use a woman's pregnancy to show that time's passed in this show. They do. Which I like. It's clever. Well, there's a lot of babies, so it's yeah. pretty easy to yep. keep it that way. And then we've also got Margaret is uh, hanging out in a chapel when Jasper arrives. Oh, wait, no, no, just before okay. we move on, I just want to mention the casual wearing of the fur by Warwick. Again, Warwick is so extra. Warwick is very extra. He's like. so extra and I love it. Um, but yeah, sorry, let's move on. Um, Jasper, just keep it in your pants just for a moment. He's just, I think he keeps forgetting that Margaret is married. Yeah, despite he's what she's, so, I mean, she's giving him vibes. But. He's so thirsty for it. Um, um, but he, we've got him believing that uh, Margaret of Anjou, the bad queen, is sailing from, am I right, she's coming from Calais? Or is she sailing to Calais? No, because Calais isn't Now, hasn't she fled to Calais? Fled to Calais, so she's coming from Calais to England to take back the crown. Mm-hmm. And somehow Margaret Beaufort believes that, yes, that means that she will get her son back in the... Well, he'll, he'll be back in line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, damn, uh, her love for Jasper is uh, just out there. Mm-hmm. Poor Stafford. Poor Stafford. He just... He, he, he... A, wants peace in his home. Yes. B, he just wants his wife to not love him, but to probably just acknowledge that he's there and that and acknowledge that he's that they're married yes in this time under the eyes of god and what she is doing is technically a mortal sin so if she is so self-righteous and and so i listen to the will of god it's like well you're married you're married under the eyes of god yes and now you're basically cheating on your husband so you're committing a mortal sin like what is the matter with you but, um, and he made some good points too. Yeah. You know, he said, you know, Ed- Edward is a good king. Mm-hmm. He's currently being a better king than, than Henry. Mm-hmm. Maybe that is something that's worth considering. Mm-hmm. And also, technically, apparently, both kings have been anointed by God. So who's to say who's um, the right um, king? Uh, oh no, uh, Edward is also anointed by God. So who should who should we know which one to pick? Mm. And I was just like, Stafford, telling him like it is. But I also want to know... Um, just dropping truth bombs. He's just dropping truth bombs all episode. Um, how does Jasper own half of Wales? How important is this guy? Because he's Jasper Tudor. Right. And uh, that means something. Right. Were the Tudors that big back then? Like, I'm going to Google Jasper Tudor. Please do, because he says, like, I, I own half of Wales. I have half of Wales. How important is this guy? Uh, well, he was the Duke of Bedford, or I don't know when that was though. Okay, so it looks like Wales was uh, where the Tudor family originated from. Okay. So I think that's he why was just he was because he, he would have inherited it. As we've realised, the the firstborn son of the king becomes Prince of Wales, and yes. they get sent to. So what happens when you're a prince um, in England or in that time? You become Prince of Wales, and you get sent to be raised in Wales to get to know the people of Wales to get them on side. And yes. then you come back to be king, but you've got Wales on your side. It's like a um, like an army technique that they do with the king. Yes. So the fact that Jasper has a lot of Wales on his side is quite dangerous. Yes. Because that's supposed to be what the what the, the firstborn son of the king does is get Wales on his side. Yes. Um. So, yeah. But um, Stafford also made a really good point. 
does King Henry even know this war is being what? You're making a no, I'm, I'm, that was. Oh, my sorry. Act. Yeah, does does King Henry even know this war is being fought? He barely knows his name. Yes, exactly. He doesn't even. He, d- d- King Henry has no idea about That's any thing, of this. You know, and I think Margaret is not even thinking about that. She's not even thinking about Henry. She doesn't care who leads as long as her son is in the line of succession. Well, the way I think the way Margaret sees it is, she sees okay. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people in line for the throne. I pick this, this, this person up. That leaves a line and I just have to take out these two people and that's my line for the throne. Yep. So even though Henry, her son, probably isn't even in the line of succession, she, the way she sees it is she's got a certain amount of people to get to the throne and she'll just pick them off until she's there. Yes. I also wonder, because Stafford, you know, he, he seems so sure, you know, Henry doesn't even know his name. How many people have seen Henry since he's gone mad? Mm-hmm. Is it something like he... Like, we know he's in, the, he's in the tower. He's not seeing anyone now. He was brought to court, like, when he was captured by Warwick. And a lot of people would have seen him, like, in the courtyard and stuff, but... But it would have been very brief. It, it would have been brief. It wouldn't have been that, that long. So a lot of commoners probably think Henry's dead, Henry's fled, Henry's with Margaret of Anjou, Henry's in Wales. Like, mm. there's probably a lot of whispers as to where Henry is. So I, I think you're right. Not a lot of people know where Henry is. Yeah, and how many people have seen him since he's gone mad and can you know, talk about how mad he is. And how many people could still follow him because at the end of the day, everyone says he's the mad king and she's the bad queen. Yes. So why would they want him back on the throne? Well, I mean, we're also seeing it through biased point of view. Yes, we are. You are correct there. The Lancasters aren't referring to her as the bad queen. Mm. They're calling her Margaret of Anjou. But I just, it was just a frustrating scene because I felt a little bit bad for Margaret in a way because... It's frustrating to have your, your beliefs so strong and to have your husband telling you you're crazy, you're dumb, you're stupid, what else, like you're being irrational. Mm-hmm. And then you've got, you know, the man that you love is next to you on your side. I, I, I do feel for Margaret. But you have to follow your husband. Yeah, I do feel for her. It must be hard being in the room with Jasper. Yeah. Knowing that she, she can't have him and, and, you know, wanting the tender embrace. But at the same time, she's being offered a tender embrace by her husband. Yes. She's not accepting it, and she's also just being a bit of a crazy bitch. Yes. Um, and then we have uh, Jasper reveals to Margaret that it's a trap, and the it's not run by the Lancasters at all. Andrew, who knows what she's doing? It's the Warwicks. It's actually Warwick. Warwick is planning all of this. Warwick's done the whole thing. He's going to turn. And I literally wrote, Warwick, are you actually kidding me right now? I just wrote, I'm stressed, and I've got a lot of exclamation points. Like me this entire episode. And I just remember when I first watched it, not knowing what happened, I was sucked in. I was like, oh, yeah, Margaret of Anjou's coming back. I yeah. expected any moment for Margaret of Anjou to waltz through that door. And then when they said it's all a trap by Warwick, I literally almost flipped my computer. I was like, again? When does this yeah. guy quit? I also just loved Jasper taking a note from Stafford and dropping a truth bomb. George is weak and greedy. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? Like, George is an idiot. It's just everyone is playing each other and it's wild. Like we see mm-hmm. Margaret, who seems so strict about, you know, following God's will, she has no shame in going, okay, yep, I'll play along. I'll tell my brother to, you know, I'll tell him that the Lancasters are making a return. He'll give me an army. And I'll seduce my husband to get me to go there. Yep. This was a scene that she actually, um, just on the, the, the costume side of things, 
She um, she had her head out. She had her hair out. She did. She looked quite lovely. She did. Like she looked. She Jasper. Gorgeous. Um, and she seduced her husband, but I did have a note saying, um, I can't imagine. I, I did feel sorry for her when he was on top of her, having to lie there and and pretend to be attracted to someone doing so intimate things to your body. Like I do feel very but sorry for the women in this going, show. Going back before that, that moment when she um when she gave Jasper the necklace. Mm. And then you've got that really dramatic, like, trill of music that just we cut up to Stafford staring down from the window. Mm-hmm. It was so dramatic. I got such a thrill out of that. I was but like, she, dramatic she, use. She turned that there. back on Stafford. He she said, did. what did you give Jasper? And she said, I gave him a necklace. It was a trinket I kept of his. I shouldn't have kept it whilst I have a husband. It was wrong and I'm sorry. And Stafford was just like, I am surprised. And I think it's crazy that he believed her because he knows how cunning she is. Yeah. He's seen that she was writing to George. But it shows that he does love her. He does. That's the frustrating thing is that he, when he kisses her, he is so tender. Like, he's stroking her face. It is so soft. And she's not there. She's She lies down, eyes wide open, as Bruno Mars would say. Had your eyes wide open. Yeah. Why were they open? Oof. Gave you all I had and you tossed it in the trash. Like... That's Stafford, Stafford right now. Stafford would catch a grenade for her. Darling, Margaret, I'd just catch a grenade for ya. Yeah. yeah. Great. That was um. That was yeah. Beats by Georgie and Hannah. Um, also, when Margaret was climbing to, like up to the bed, like, up to the pillows, it was just like not sexy at all. Oh, she got like, a nice bum though. Nice bum. I was but, like, damn, but, girl. But compared to the way that like Elizabeth, Elizabeth moves, moves, you know, would move, it's sultry, it's it's smooth. You know, she's seducing. Yeah, him. Margaret like crawled over like a kid, lied down, and was just like. Okay, I'm a wife and husband. Yeah. Climb on top and I'll lie here. Because she probably doesn't know what a tender embrace is like. Exactly. Well, she's in love with Jasper. She's. Has but I don't imagine they're fucked. No. I feel like they haven't because she was married to his brother and now she's married to Stafford. I just, I feel like they've always yeah. just had like sort of a brief stolen kiss every so often. Yes. Yeah. But um, Stafford doesn't stand a chance. No. Like when she's seducing him, he's just so weak. Because yeah. in that moment, he's like, oh, she's going to show me the intimacy that I've been looking for yeah. probably for years. And and it made me feel so bad for him. And the music was so sad. Oh, and it was. Like, it was miserable compared to the, the like beautiful music we get whenever we see Elizabeth and Edward. Um, and then we had that beautiful montage with... Uh, all the ladies praying. This was the one that I told you that I had, like, lots of things to yes. say about the... I imagined this as, like, if this was a musical, this would be, like, the pinnacle number before the end of Act 1. Yeah. It's like a friggin', like, it was almost like Tonight from West Side Story. Yeah. Like, they were all praying, and we had this montage of the ladies praying and the boys going off to war. What a scene. And just so telling to see what each woman prayed for. Mm-hmm. It was so telling. You've got Margaret who is praying for the rightful king. She's praying for Lancaster to succeed, and specifically, like one of the last things she says is that she prays that Edward will die. Yeah. She's praying to God to kill someone. Yeah. Like, that's not a great thing to do. No. But her doing that, Isabel is wanting the safety of her husband for some goddamn reason. She's still rooting for George. Mm-hmm. Bless her, she's the only one at this point. Bless her soul. Um, but, and the safety of her baby. Yeah. You know, she's, she's a, a maternal at this moment. Mm-hmm. We've got... Elizabeth praying for her husband to live. You know, she's praying for for the love of her life to succeed. She mm-hmm. wants him to live because she loves him, because she believes in him. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the Countess not necessarily praying for Warwick to live, but just that his plot succeeds. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so telling of each 
woman and I loved it. It was epic and I was like, this is a musical number waiting to bloody happen. <laughs> and then we have the battle. We, have the, we see the men. Uh, and we see Wells, bless him, little Wells. That little was really Wells. sad. Um, okay, this is, I mentioned this to you earlier before we started recording. Do you know who plays Wells? No. Uh, I can't remember the actor's name now, but you might recognise him as Colin Creevy from Harry Potter. Oh, Shout out to Colin Creevy. You've come far, He's my come friend. Because um, I was. Oh a, my god! Yeah. I knew I saw. Oh I now I feel even more sympathy for. And I feel bad because last episode we were like, "He's so weird." It's Colin Creevy, guys. Um, um, also interesting that I was looking up the, this actual character, like Wells. He's they call him Richard, don't they? Yeah. He's Richard. He's Richard. Um, I don't know where they got that name from because uh, Margaret. Beaufort's brother was there was a John Wells yeah um, not a Richard Wells so there's a I'm a bit confused about that if any of our listeners know what's up with this Wells character did they just um change the name well because yeah I think so but I, I'm confused yeah if you guys know what's up with that if anyone knows send us a message I'm wondering why they would have changed it because everything else so far has been really historically accurate mm. and then I just can't find anything about this Richard Wells but there is a Wells anyway. why would they have and like what's the there's not a lot of Johns in the show but there's a couple of Richards so why would they have I another in, like important Richard so very it's strange. a really weird um choice I suppose it's very strange um but poor Richard is just so confused that his sister has betrayed him when he finds out from Jasper that it's all I think that's a really good way to explain poor little Richard. He's confused. He's confused. He's just generally confused about why he's there, about what's going on. Jasper tells him like it is. Jasper's played into Margaret's plan beautifully. And Jasper just doesn't seem to care about the consequences of explaining the plot. To Wells too, I thought. Should you just be sort of shouting that out to people? Because he's also Wells is a bit of a dumbass. It's true. So what is Wells? And and we all we always sort of know that rule that like the stupid people are the ones that kind of are dangerous with information because you don't know what they're going to do with it. Like, why would you explain that to him? He will do something stupid with that information. And he did. And he did. Oh, that was hard to watch. That was really hard to watch because I just... You sort of feel for him in that moment. Uh, He's trying to do the right thing by the king. For some for some unknown reason, he decides to jump ship and jump literally jump to the Yorks. Yeah. Um, I suppose because he believed in, in the Lancasters. And but then also because um, I like, think he also realised that by worrying... I think he realises the... the the, the, how big the situation is, how yes. many people could get killed, yes. how he could potentially get killed. And I think he's thinking that if he goes and tells Edward, Edward will spare him. Edward does not spare him. True. So it is very sad to watch. It was very hard to watch for me with Edward as well. I was like, Edward, that was really cold. Yeah. Was- it was just... There was no explanation. There was no chance to redeem himself. He didn't even really listen to him. He just stabbed him and said, traitor. Mm-hmm. I also thought, was he, who was he referring, like, was he saying... Were you saying that you, you you betrayed the Lancasters? Were you saying that you betrayed me? Like, what 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 was he betraying? He was just... He was he was warning you, basically, of your impending death, mate. Yeah, like, my note here was like, wow, Edward is trash. Mm-hmm. Like, someone was trying to save your life and you just killed him. Like, that's a bit rude. Like, I almost half expected Edward to spit on the body. I thought, would, would he know... I mean, he I'm assuming he would know who, who Wells was. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was at the wedding and yeah. stuff like that. Like, he's been to court. So I, I assume he knows who he is, but maybe... Maybe that's why he said traitor, because he was like, you came from the other side. Like, you obviously were a traitor. Yeah, and maybe he also um, traitors of any kind. Phew! 
Excuse me. Um, traitors of any kind, because you know Edward again is a man of war, so he would see someone betraying their side to tell him anything, even though he is telling him it in confidence and and yeah. he is trying to do it to save Edward's life. Edward's just like, well, you betrayed your people, yeah, and I can't deal with that. So, who knows why he did it, but he did. He did and well, Margaret, no. he did nothing wrong. At the end of the day, yeah. Wells was a little bit weird, but Wells did nothing wrong, and you emotionless only in her toad. eyes. In her eyes, he stuffed up. She's so emotionless. So emotionless until her own son is brought into the conversation. Oh, but can I also just say before that, guys, was that writer that gave her the letter David Bowie? He looks like David Bowie. (laughs) The writer that, when I wrote up, I was like, is that fucking Jareth? Is he supposed to be Jareth from Labyrinth? He was dressed so grandly. Wow. I I missed that. Okay, well, I'm going to go find a picture of him. I'm going to go back to the episode and find him. Because it looked like David Bowie. Anyone, if you think it looked like David Bowie, please shoot me a message. Mm. Um, but yeah, when when her son's brought into it, and it's so annoying yeah. because she's just basically chided her mother for being so sad at losing her son. But then her son's not even dead yet. Henry's not even dead yet. He's just in danger. You've just literally led your brother to his death. Yes. But you hear that your little baby is in danger and you're like, oh, husband, I will do whatever you say. She's just like, the way she just leans against the the wall, like the, you know, the doorway, she's just sort of like, eh, you know, whatever, he had it coming. He did something wrong. I have a really ugly headdress on, so. Yeah. What is she wearing? What was that? I don't know. Like, she wants to be a mum so bad, doesn't she? Well, only around Stafford. <laughs> it's true. Um, and just Stafford's line when he was like, Jasper's judgment is not the best. Like, burn, It's true. Burn. Jasper doesn't always do the right thing. But she's such a sniveling bitch. And I'm just so mad at her. Frustrating. No her. wonder her, your son thinks that you're a weirdo. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and then we move on to the Warwick family preparing to... Now, what were they doing exactly here? Um, they were sailing to Calais. Because they'd been found out as traitors. That's right, They were yes. going to sail to Calais to Margaret of Anjou. That's right, yes. Okay. Uh, and then we have Elizabeth and Jaquetta do their best to prevent that uh, um, success. I totally forgot about this bit. Mm. And it made me remember why the episode's called The Storm. Yeah. But um, <laughs> they literally changed the weather. And this is the moment where Elizabeth goes a bit too far. Goes a bit rogue. I mean, she doesn't go rogue exactly because Jaquetta and a daughter. Yeah. They're all blowing. One of the daughters. Um, that was very sinister. That that little that little young daughter. Who was that? Was that a particular like that wasn't Elizabeth of York? I because she's older. No, probably she was. I thought it should be older. No, but probably like it'd make more sense if it would make the most sense if it was exactly. Elizabeth of York. Um, anyway, she's a little angel, fresh. Um, they're all they're starting the witchcraft. They start young in the in the uh, Rivers family. <laughs> they do. Uh, well, Elizabeth starts starts them young. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's it, just... It was creepy. It was a creepy scene. It's like she's cold, she's vengeful. And I got here, like, she's starting her own war while her husband rides to battle. Yeah. It's like, this is the woman's war. This is, like, the yeah. witch's war. Yeah. And yeah. I loved it. It was so eerie. So well do done. Do you, um, do you think at any point she knew that A, Izzy would be on that boat and B, like, she was getting rid of the child? Like, no. this would be... You don't think she... Okay, cool. I don't think that was her intention. I think her intention was to stop them getting to where they needed to be. Yeah. I don't think she thought about the consequences. I don't yeah. think she thought about it that deeply. I don't think she even really thought about Isabel at all. Well, I don't. I also it's Warwick that she wants. Yeah, to I also George. think that maybe she also thought that Warwick wouldn't take a pregnant woman on that boat. True. 
Um, because Edward, I, Ed, Edward wouldn't take Elizabeth. Edward wouldn't take Elizabeth. I've just got to note here as well, Warwick, you really need to just give up and start caring for your grandchild. Like it was... And your daughter. Just, and your daughter. Like it's just... No, but if, if not your daughter... Yeah. The child that's in her stomach. Like yes. I just... The disregard they have for the pregnant women that are carrying these all-important sons. And they don't even bring a midwife or anything on no. board, which I thought was odd. She's close she's... to term. She's yeah. in her confinement. I'm thinking, how did... Taking a woman out of her confinement in those days was, like, treason. Like, I'm surprised that the Countess let her get away with it. Like, let Warwick do that. But that just shows that the Countess will follow her husband's schemes to the grave. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're in we're in the storm. No one has any regard for the girl carrying the baby. But Annie is so pure and so supportive and saying, Oh look, the horse is fine, he got on the boat. Oh look, we've got the yeah. best room. Oh look, we've got this, oh look, we've got that. She's doing her very best to protect Izzy. Exactly. She's sticking up for her sister. Mm-hmm. And it's just so frustrating to watch because on one like you are starting to really sympathise with the Warwick girls so much in this scene. But I understand why Elizabeth is so furious and vengeful. Like, I understand where she's coming from. Mm. But I think she's just starting to lose focus of how much power she kind of has as this witch, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is wind. Yeah. But um, she's she starts to give birth on the ship. She does. She's literally upsetting. bleeding out and nobody cares. Well, I think they do care, but they don't seem to understand They're the magnitude of her They're very dismissive of it, though. They're very like, give her this, give her that, she'll be fine. You know, just get the baby out. Just just do what you have to do. Like, yeah. you're a woman, just go do it. And poor Anne is just sort of thrown into just something she's not prepared for at And all. she's like, I am Anne Neville, the kingmaker's daughter. And the guy laughs at her. And I was yeah. like, oh, you could get your fingers chopped off for that. Sure, mate. You you keep sticking to your laurels. But also at this point, like, there is a huge storm happening. They're all about to die. No one cares. Yeah. yeah. The title means nothing at this point. Yeah. Um, but um, I also loved when we cut back to the the witches and Jaquetta is like, Lizzie, once you've called the storm out, you can't you can't call it back. Once you've put the storm the magic, out there. The magic. Once you put the magic yeah, out. Yeah, once you put you the magic out, you can't pull it back. And Jaquetta's realising, Lizzie, you've gone too far. Yeah. Something's wrong. Something doesn't feel right. Jaquetta can feel it in the wind. She knows that Lizzie's done something bad. Which is interesting because they've sort of... It seems like they did it together. Mm-hmm. But obviously, Jaquetta has put less into it. And she's mm-hmm. realising just how far her daughter will go. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, Jaquetta, you kind of created this. You can't. You you've encouraged the magic. You've encouraged all of this. You've encouraged her to be to be cunning and to be clever and to to be brutal. Now you're seeing what you've created. Yeah, because it it obviously seems like uh, Lizzie doesn't have the same morality almost that Jaquetta does. Like yeah. I feel like Jaquetta's got a bit more maturity when it comes to the magic. Yeah, she's Lizzie's just too. yeah. Lizzie's just like I want a sun. I want a storm. Let's make it happen because you have magic. So it's a little yeah. bit scary the way Lizzie views it. Also, different stakes for them as well. Oh, There's absolutely. a lot more riding on it for Elizabeth. Absolutely. That day of filming must have been hard for that crew. I reckon. On that boat. <laughs> they, yeah, that must have been such a hard day and respect to them for for sticking it out. Yeah. I hope they got paid a lot for that day. I hope it was warm water. <laughs> yes, me too. Yeah. Um, but we see, we cut sort of in between Margaret going to get her son as well. Henry's grown up a little bit. Yeah. Because uh, wait, why? So, sorry to see, I kind of zoned out of that bit. Jasper obviously was found out. So yes. he was sent away or he was, he had to go into exile or he's something. He's gone into hiding. Yeah, he's gone into hiding. Yeah. So he's, he's being sent into exile. He's currently in hiding. Yeah. So that means that Henry is unprotected and alone. Yes. So Margaret has to go get him and be, finally yes. she's, she can be so his mother. So apparently there's no one else at that place looking mm. after 
Henry, who mm. was supposedly very, you know, important to the Tudor line, mm. I would assume. Um, although I guess it was not your Tudor line just yet, but you'd assume he's quite... It's probably the last one. I just think, was there no one else looking after well, him? Well, it must have been just Jasper and his brother in that family, and Jasper's brother's dead, and now it's Henry. Is there, like, their shining son? Yeah. I'm like, is there just no one else Oh, to, he might... I, I'd say he has, like, servants and stuff, but Jasper's, like... Jasper probably just keeps him very close because of Margaret. Like, yeah. Margaret probably, like, doesn't trust anyone else with Henry, so... And again, it's just... It's sad to see that Margaret has to introduce herself to her son yet again. Yeah. It shows how disconnected they are. Yeah. Um, you know, she says, I'm your mother. I'm your lady mother. Call me mother. And he does, and he won't. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, he's like, no, I'll wait for Jasper to come back. Well, you know, she says he's Jasper's boy through and through. But he then is. Stafford is supportive. He says, and he'll be... You know, now you can make him yours. You yeah. Can, you can... You've still got time. Mm-hmm. To, to look after him and like he's supporting her in that mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know why but he does um, and then we have uh, Calais stays loyal to Edward oh, is like, it Calais are they at Calais I was confused because I assumed that Margaret of Anjou was in Calais um, I think we need to look that up that was a little bit confusing but we know that someone stays loyal to Edward um, and they close the gates and they start, shoot, they start shooting at them yeah they don't want a bar of Warwick Warwick is literally locked out of the country um, he is alone and he's just murdered his grandchild you know, in a way, yeah. by taking Izzy on the boat. So Warwick has no one. And poor Anne has to deliver a baby or try to deliver a baby because mm-hmm. um, she's got the tiny hands. Because um, the baby, so when you're giving birth, a baby usually turns so it can come out head first, mm. but the baby wasn't turning. Yeah. So um, sometimes they do this really cruel thing where they toss a woman in a blanket, Yeah. Um, which you hear about if you read The Red Queen that's what had to happen to Margaret in yeah. um, in her book. To get Henry out of her, they had to toss her in a blanket. Um, and it is actually, it's mentioned in The White Princess, I think, very briefly. Yeah. Um, something about, you know, they may have to toss one of the girls in a blanket. And Margaret immediately says, no, 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 no. We're yes. not doing that because that's what happened to me and that is painful. You will push this baby out. Yeah. So another thing was um, if someone with very small hands could get inside the woman and turn the baby around, you can get it out. Yeah. But obviously, she would have been too far gone. At this point, it would have been a miscarriage, not a not a pregnant, not a birth. A lot of blood. Yeah. So the yeah the baby died. Um, and then we see Jasper has snuck his way back to the Cheetah's. Uh, we see a kiss. We see a kiss. That was a kiss. Oh, oh, long time coming. That was a I. It was quite satisfying to watch. And interesting to see it in the same episode where we saw. Um, her be intimate with Stafford. Exactly. She the was difference. so uninhibited and so passionate. And he, Jasper held her face like she was the most precious gem Which, like, so did Stafford, but she lets Jasper touch her. Yeah. And it is just, wow, hello. It was steamy. It's very oh, steamy. She, I was like, um, in that moment, I was like, Jasper, you're a little, you're a little sexy right now. Mm. Hello. When he says, you know, um, no, she says, how will I live without you? Oh, mm. this romance. I'm just... Because we're not getting a lot of romance right now with Edward and Elizabeth because there's more important things to deal with. And so we're getting this little romance. So I'm clinging onto this Jasper and Margaret romance hard. And I'm surprised at myself because I also want to give Stafford a hug. It's just Stafford. And he walks in, he has to see that. Oh. oh it's very, very sad. Um... We cut back to uh, Elizabeth. The, the, uh, the Warwick girls. We've got, the Warwick girls. Sorry. We've got all that blood on Anne's hands. I feel like that's semi foreshadowing for later on. Oh yeah. But um, Izzy's lying there in a pool of her and her dead baby's blood. It's, she looks um, close to death. Like there's a moment there where you can't quite tell if she's even alive, apart from the fact that her legs are brought up. Like I. It's, it's really hard sad. To, it's as so and sad. as a female watching that, 
um, it was really sad to watch because, you know, women don't go through that anymore. We don't go through the, we may die in childbirth. I know, it just, it looks horrific. It looks like there's been a murder. And it's painful. It's painful, painful to think about for her. She's white as a ghost. Yeah. Um, and then we have that line, you know, it was a boy. It would have been an heir. Mm. And I'm like, why would you tell her that? She's already, like, wait a bit. I don't know. Yeah. But then, speaking of that, we cut straight from that to Henry Tudor. Mm. Which I think is very interesting. We're talking about heirs to the throne mm-hmm. and this line of succession that we've got. And from, is that, and is that a deliberate thing? I think 100% was a yeah. really clever editing trick. Yeah. Very clever. Um... But I, I do want to talk about the dress that Elizabeth's wearing. It's storm blue. Oh, yes. Back to... Yeah, we, totally jump, we jump across to... We just have, a, like, a very brief shot of her. And yeah. she's wearing a dress that looks like a storm. It's storm blue colour. It is. It, it looks is. like the sky that she just conjured up, which I think was wonderful symbolism. No longer Miss Sunshine. No longer Sunshine. She's not wearing a yellow dress. She's wearing that blue dress, and it's mm-hmm. a very telling shade of blue, like the rain that she just, you know, killed someone's baby with. Um, but George, you fucked up. And he's like, we'll have more sons. Because we do see George come in. And he says, you know, I'm sorry for your loss. And she's like, our loss. And I still, she still tries to comfort him. Mm. And it makes me so frustrated. I'm just like, I think yell at, Izzy, yell at him, scream at him. I mean, she starts to. She definitely... She definitely starts to, but she says to him, "This is your fault. You, yeah, know, you chose just, to bring me along." I've, oh, I wanted, I wanted like, I mean, I just wanted to see like some real anger. I think she was too exhausted at this mm-hmm. point, but I also think I don't know. She, you know, she yes, she's trying to comfort him because I think it's like trying to bring that comfort back to herself as well mm-hmm. to to make him on her side. Mm-hmm. And he's not interested. You know, there'll be others. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, this is not the end I'm like that's not romantic that's not a romantic way to tell your wife that you're gonna fuck her again mm-hmm. um, but I've got a note here that I think this is the moment that Izzy shut off her emotions and resigned herself to a life of misery because in the next few I know there's in the next few episodes we do see a different Izzy again we do and I just we think will. this is a another transitional period for a character I really saw that this was gonna be the moment that Izzy just she's off you know, yeah, she's flipped the, as if we're in yeah. Vampire Diaries. She's flipped the switch. Indeed, and you know, because he says, "Not this is not the end," and she says, "Well, this is the end of my baby." And I think it's the end of of her happiness, I guess, and mm-hmm. her um, this naive attitude she's had in the past. Mm-hmm. She's done. She is. She's finished. She's tired. She's now blaming her husband. She's mm-hmm. blaming everyone around her. Mm-hmm. She's finished. She's not going to play nice anymore. Mm-mm. Which was really sad. Yeah. And that was the episode. That wow. was a tense episode. It was intense. That was dark. It was a very dark episode. It was, uh, it was, you might was, say it was no quite one. stormy. <laughs> <laughs> Georgie with the transitions. I'm tired, guys. Um, Give me a break. So, another strong episode. I was I was saying to Georgie in the car before when we were getting dinner. A lot of series you find episodes that are filler episodes, or you want to trick critique them. I like that we haven't had an episode like this yet. I know there's only 10 episodes, but sometimes with the 10 episode series, there are those couple of episodes that you're like, yeah. why are these here? Haven't had an episode like that. I don't think we will. I think no they're time. setting up a lot of uh, good things to happen, and I think they're moving at a pace where we're not feeling like we're lost, but at the same time yeah. it's not dragging. Yeah. So it's I think not so far, all. everything I've seen has been quite fabulous great use of music amazing use of like the camera filters and stuff as well yes. they really know how to use things to very subtly symbolize what's going to happen and even just the overall editing the way they cut between the shots you know going from um like i said before when when they say it was a boy we cut to henry tudor there's mm-hmm. a lot of very deliberate choices that are being made you're sort of getting shown things very specifically and that's coming across yeah and um can't wait for next episode oh yeah i see shit get more serious 
So do we have our favourite costume of the week? I just don't think I can get up, get over Warwick's extra Christmas outfit. And I'm going to stick with Cecily's headdress. Yeah, you love Cecily's headdress. I do. Um, Cecily's headdress with Warwick's extra Christmas outfit, I think, would... Worn together by George, who's extra all the time. <laughs> with, like, a disdainful look on yes, George's please. face. Um, yeah. What about your favourite line? What's your favourite line? Let me just line? go back through my notes. Um, I know what mine is. What's yours? You say yours. Uh, oh, no, I've got to find it. Oh, so mine has to go... Uh, for some reason, George is popping up again, my favourite lines again, mm-hmm. and it's just... I didn't think this would happen. Early on in the episode, you've been no king since you dipped your wick in her. Yeah. Got great use yeah. of innuendo. Uh, you know, it fits the... The I era. think I think I have I think I have two favorite lines. Ooh. Um, one is very ominous. The other one is quite comedic. So, um, Elizabeth saying "All of you will dance to whatever tune I sing" yes. was so scary mm-hmm. and so ominous. But then, um, um, Stafford with the zingers. Oh no, Edward is also anointed by God. How should we know which one to pick? Yes. Not 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 so much the the actual line itself, but just the delivery. Yeah. Stafford was so just like um I give no fucks anymore. So I think that very, very, very good lines, both of them. Yes. Just good dialogue. I'm going to give a little, like, second shout-out. It's not my favourite line, but I'll give it an honorary shout-out. Mm-hmm. So Warwick saying to Anne, you shall have your moments in the light. Because I think it was just a beautiful... Foreshadowing! Beautiful foreshadowing and also showing his character as well, how yeah. quickly he switches. Definitely, a, what did we say, transitional episode for yeah. the, our female characters. Yeah. Um, we're seeing a lot of them changing changing their stripes you know we see elizabeth delve more into the magic in a way that Mm. maybe we don't agree with we see anne kind of change her attitude a bit we see izzy change her attitude a bit margaret's still the fucking same and margaret will not change no but we also are seeing about um the lengths that margaret will go to but we're also seeing margaret's um the lies she'll tell the lies but but also um we're seeing more and more her fondness for jasper yeah like it's not just an infatuation anymore like it is an enduring love story and surely it's gonna come to butter in the arse at some point please please let her have some kind of punishment for that come on but um (coughs) where can you find us georgie so you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thequeenscast. Mm-hmm. And our Twitter is the same handle as well, thequeenscast. And our for the moment, our episodes are posted on um, soundcloud.com slash thequeenscast. So you can find us on there. Give us a like, give us a follow. Drop us a message on Facebook or... Um, yeah, send us a tweet. Yeah, send us a tweet. I don't really know how to use Twitter, so... Georgie will I'll do that. that. Yeah, send us any uh, thoughts you have. Do we miss anything in these episodes? We've spoken spoken pretty Any questions that you guys want us to bring up next episodes? Any bits of information that you have for us? Did we get anything wrong? Yeah, did we get anything wrong? Or just say hi. Just say hi. We yeah. want to know who's listening. Yeah, but um, that's all. We're, it's 11.41pm, almost midnight. I have to go to bed. Yeah. We are looking forward to going to bed. But thanks, guys, for listening. Thank you for listening. Um, and good night. We'll see you next week, or you'll hear from us next week. Bye. Bye.